0: For one reason or another, I find that I keep coming back to this point, and it has stuck out to me in something of a profound way for quite a while. That we are to be those who not only say with our words that we believe in or have faith toward God, but that we live in such a way that we trust in the God that we say we believe in, and that trust is to be seen in the way that we live. Our behavior ought to be different, that we have entrusted ourselves to this faith completely. And being that this is true for many years, I have intentionally replaced the words faith and believe in my preaching with the word trust. And I realize that that shift may be a very small thing to some people. For some, it is just semantics. But there is a reason that I choose to use the word trust over faith and believe, and it comes down to some very practical things. What does it mean from a practical standpoint to trust in God, to be entrusting yourself to him such that you act as though he actually exists? over simply professing with your words, belief in or faith toward God. Realize it or not, this is actually important, but it's only really important or you only really see the importance of it if you take the time to think deeply about it. And honestly, most people don't really think deeply about these sort of things. There are a lot of people that live in, I don't mean this in a real mean way, but live rather thoughtless lives. And in some respects, that's understandable. Socrates said that the unexamined life is not worth living, but that's exactly what a Stoic philosopher would say. The the reality is there are plenty of people who live more of an Epicurean life, uh, an Epicurean life of kind of thoughtless frivolity, eating and drinking and being much more merry than the Stoics in their midst. And the attraction of amusing frivolity is strong especially in the stress that people have been experiencing over the last year, a lot of people have opted for more of an Epicureanism over a Stoicism. Why is that? Because deep and serious thought about the heavy realities of life is heavy. It's trying and sometimes it's distressing. And when the stressors of life are increased, people tend to disconnect from the heaviness. We instead opt for a lighter and more trivial life. Instead of musing, deep thought about heavy things, we amuse ourselves. So there are a lot of people who follow the path of the preacher in the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes, which if you've never read the book of Ecclesiastes, I would encourage you to take an hour or so to do so. But the preacher in Ecclesiastes, he gave himself to more of a hedonistic, pleasure-seeking life. And a lot of people do. And oftentimes, that hedonic endeavor results in a nihilistic outcome. In fact, Solomon's conclusion, 3,000-year-old conclusion, sounds more like something from Friedrich Nietzsche or Jean-Paul Sartre or Albert Camus than it does something that you would expect to find from 3,000-year-old literature. He, he writes about his experience in Ecclesiastes chapter 2. He says, Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. So he just went after whatever he wanted, whatever he could. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure, just hedonism, and indeed all was meaningless and vanity and chasing the wind. There was nothing worthwhile under the sun. I've interacted with a number of people over the last several months who seem to be stuck in a similar rut. And the simple platitudes of just belief in faith won't suffice. Just mantras of belief in various things are not enough. So... How do we break from seemingly meaningless sloganeering and jargon to an active life of trust in God, acting as if God exists? Well, that's actually the question that a group of people brought to John the Baptist 2,000 years ago. They asked John, in light of everything that he was preaching or telling them, what should we do? What's the practical outcome that should be a part of our lives? And John answered and said that they should bear fruits worthy of repentance. In effect, John was saying, prove by your way of life that you have turned away from the brokenness of sin and that you have turned toward God, that this should be evident in your life. Of course, that is one of those right-sounding sayings that causes you to ask, what does that even mean? What exactly does it look like? And that's what the people said to John. And Luke chapter 3, verse 10, so the people asked him, what shall we do then? That's the practical question. Turn away from sin, turn to God. What does that mean? It means this, greater than simply believing that there is a God, act as if God exists. Well, how do we do that? John answered and he said to them, he who has two tunics, two cloaks of clothing, let him give to him that has none. And he who has food, do the same what exactly is that? Well, it's remarkably simple. If you have more than you need, give some away. That's what it looks like to live by trust in God. You have more than you need, give some of it away. And then a group of tax collectors, they came to John and they said, well, what shall we do? And John said to them, collect no more than what is appointed for you. Again, remarkably practical. Do not take more than you are appointed or allowed. Don't take what you don't need. And then a group of soldiers came to him. And the group of soldiers, they came to him and said, well, what shall we do? And John said to them, don't use your authority or your position in a wrong way. We're seeing some problems with some people who use their position of authority in a wrong way in the news right now. So don't use your authority or your position in a wrong way. Don't intimidate people. Don't accuse people falsely and be content with what you have. Again, hyper-practical. Give what you don't need away. Don't take more than you need. Be content and satisfied with what you have and work to be righteous in your dealings with others. So, if God is real and you believe that he is, then you ought to respond actively to your faith in these very simple and practical ways. It doesn't require incredibly deep thought, just some active and practical faith. Something to think about. We'll see you next time.